Hello, sports fans, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast with your hosts, Irvin Henderson, Milton Bolton, and Sadell Boyd. And hello, everyone, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast. Along with Sedale Boyd, I am your host, Irving Henderson. Uh, Milton Bolton is down in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, helping to recount the recount of the recount of the recount of votes down there uh, in the state of Georgia. Uh, we're going <laughs> to kick things off this week uh, with boxing. Errol Spence Jr. defeated Danny Garcia by unanimous decision in their IBF and WBC welterweight fight. Uh, Spence is 14 months removed from a car accident that people thought would knock his status as being one of the best in the division down just a bit, didn't. Uh, he outlanded Garcia in this fight, 187 to 117, and outjabbed him 84 to 14. Uh, the only question now uh, is a super fight between Spence and Canelo Alvarez or Terrence Crawford up next uh, for Errol Spence Jr. Uh, I did not see the fight. Uh, now, I'm, I, I, I think you said you did see but, the fight, right? Yeah, yeah, I watched the fight, man. And, okay, uh, now <clears throat> real quick, I hope he take I hope I hope him and Crawford can link up. I'm well that seems to be the prevailing thought that it's gonna be Crawford and not uh Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. I know get that Alvarez mess. Yeah. Crawford's <laughs> been calling Spence out for, for a couple of months now. So yeah, I I I hope that's the fight that gets made next year because these two guys are going to have a war. And, uh, yeah, now, was the fight as, as one-sided as not only the scores uh, but as the numbers? Because, I mean, Garcia just completely, like, out-jabbed by Errol Spence. I mean, 84 to 14 in jabs, that's, that's very one-sided. Listen, it was absolutely as one-sided as the numbers indicate. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it from beginning to the end, and um, yeah, it was just not even close. Like he's way, way more busy than than Danny mm-hmm. Garcia. You know, Danny. Danny's a patient guy, anyways. He's not that uh, aggressive a fighter. He likes to try right. to counterpunch, right. and he was trying to. It seemed like early on he was trying to bait. Uh, Earl Spence into into walking into some some you know unfortunate punches, but uh, Arrow he his he was working his jab so much and and body shots that he just never could find that rhythm to to even counterattack uh, efficiently. Well, well, this could be the uh, this could be the absolute end of Danny Garcia's days. Uh, being considered among the top fighters in the welterweight division. Uh, Another boxing news, uh, Anthony Joshua versus Kubret Pulev. I hope I pronounced that name right. Uh, They'll fight later this afternoon uh, for the WBO and IBF heavyweight titles. Uh, A win for Joshua in this fight could set up a unification fight for undisputed status versus Tyson Fury. Uh, the heavy 
heavyweight division, I don't know if it's because uh like it's been run by non-Americans over the last, you know, decade and a half or so, but they're, they're, like has the heavyweight division been this irrelevant in years? I mean, this is a big fight coming up, but nobody's talking about it. Yeah, well, I mean, Wilder was the guy that was supposed to really put that thing back on the map. And uh, we saw right. what Fury, Fury did to him. Actually, I'm going to touch on that later. But uh... <laughs> yeah, you, and you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to believe, you know, that Fury and, and, uh, and, uh, Wilder fight that happened this year. Now, that goes to show you how long of a year this has been. That it almost feels like that Fury Wilder fight was last year, but it was actually it's earlier happened. this it's, year. So, it's, it's uh, not yeah, that you I'm, bring that up because in our next segment, I'm going to talk about that first. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know uh, if there's going to be a third fight between Fury and Wilder. I, I think they're. There should be, but I, I think right now I'd be more interested in seeing uh, Joshua. Should he not get upset again, uh, I would be interested right. in seeing Joshua against Fury uh, down the line for the undisputed heavyweight championship. Uh, moving on to college football, uh, the top four in the college football playoff remains the same this week. Uh, Alabama's number one, Notre Dame is number two. Clemson is number three, and Ohio State is number four. And speaking of Ohio State, uh, their big rivalry game versus Michigan that was supposed to take place this weekend uh, was canceled, and Ohio State advances to the Big Ten Championship by default, where they will take on and more than likely thrash Northwestern. Uh, Sticking in college football. Before you move on from that, uh-huh. Did anything happen with Ohio State that I missed? Did they did they lose or something? No, no, they, they didn't lose. So, They're still undefeated. They're five and up. So, so why is Clemson? What made them decide that Clemson is ahead of them? Well, uh, I guess I guess they're gonna say Clemson's loss was a close loss to Notre Dame, and I mean, who is Ohio State really beating this year? I mean, Clemson has knocked off everybody, and I know, I know you're going to hold that one loss against them. But I mean, they lost that game without their like, yeah, without their uh, number Trevor one quarterback. They, they Trevor Lawrence didn't play in that game, and it was still yeah. uh, didn't that game went to overtime. They still went to overtime, so okay, yeah. I guess I could give them that because the yeah, Clemson did, Clemson has the better. Yeah, they had the better uh, what strength of schedule, so. And they have they have the better resume, and uh, yeah, I mean Ohio State. I mean they're five and zero, but I'm I'm listen. I'm going to tell you this much: uh, if anybody gets taken out of the top four by the time we get to uh, the actual playoff, Ohio State is going to be the team that gets dropped. And I, I, I and I don't think it's going to matter if they like if they win the Big Ten championship. And somehow, some way, Notre Dame beats Clemson again, but it's another close game. The voters are more than likely going to keep Clemson in and not Ohio State out of the top four. So it'll be interesting to see uh, 
what happens after these uh, conference championship games. And, oh, quick shout-out. Didn't have it in my notes, but I definitely want to mention it. Uh, the Army-Navy game uh, is scheduled to be played later at some point in the afternoon. The game is actually taking place on Army's campus uh, due to – you know, due to the ongoing pandemic, which yeah. we will certainly get into in the next segment. Sure. Uh, history was made Friday night uh, in college football. Arizona State walk-on player Jackson He scored on a one-yard touchdown run in the Sun Devils' close 70-7 to route of in-state rival Arizona. Uh, he became the first – yeah, yeah, I mean – I saw the game on last night, and I turned it off, and I'm kind of glad that I did, uh, given the final score. Uh, but he, and that means Jackson he, uh, became the first Chinese-born player in NCAA FBS history to score a touchdown. Uh, small little tidbit on this young man. Uh, he chose Jackson as his Americanized first name because he is a huge fan of Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> uh, one last uh, college football note here uh, ACC schools Pittsburgh and Boston College have declined to accept bowl bids this year citing a desire to let their players spend the holidays with family and given the events of this year this is a completely understandable move by Pitt and Boston College uh, the NBA returned Friday night as the league tipped off their preseason. Uh, don't forget, next week we will have our season preview. Sadell, I am I am anxiously anticipating that. I know you've spent the last couple of weeks doing your homework on that, so I am really looking forward to our NBA season preview coming up next week. Uh, let's hope it. Uh, let's hope it starts on time and no last minute pushback. Because uh, yeah, definitely guys like James Harden <laughs> but uh right continue <laughs> oh no I gotta say no I will say this uh I will say this uh it was it was kind of weird seeing John Wall in a Rockets uniform you know and with all the player movements like it's gonna be it's gonna take some getting used to, to yeah, seeing man. guys in different uniforms now because you know it, you just get used to seeing certain guys on certain teams yeah. And now all of that is changing. I I can't wait to see in-game Kevin Durant in a Nets uniform playing alongside of uh, Kyrie Irving. And next week I will definitely give you my opinion on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Finally, finally, we're going to finish our uh, opening segment with some college basketball news. And, Sadell, you oh. knew. I was going to – you knew I was going to mess with you go. a little bit about this Here once this go. story came out. Uh, 10th ranked Duke has canceled the remainder of their non-conference schedule. Now, the timing of it seems a bit odd uh, as it came after the Blue Devils suffered their second home loss of the year, a 15-point defeat by number six, Illinois. Now, I will say this. Uh, I know that a lot of people raise their eyebrows like, what, they're canceling their non-conference schedule? I don't think Duke was in any danger of losing to Elon, Elon, Charleston Southern, or Gardner-Webb. Like, come on. I mean, it's not like they had any doozies left on their schedule. I mean, they would play these three teams and beat the crap out of them with their bench players. 
I mean, exactly. their two losses were they, they were they lost to Michigan State ranked inside the top 25, Illinois ranked inside the top 25. It's not like, you know, I know I messaged you last uh, a couple weeks ago. It's not like they lost Stephen F. Austin twice or teams of that caliber twice. They lost to pretty damn good teams. Uh, but Duke will resume play on December 16th when they travel to Notre Dame. Yeah, it's like a business move. Those little those little schools, they don't mean much. So they like let's not mm-hmm. take the risk of the players <laughs> with the you know pandemic going on. Let's not risk them against those little minor schools. We already played the big. And I mean, it's 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 just a couple of games. I mean, it's not again. Like I said, it's not like they were playing some top notch level school and they told that school like, hey, no, we're not playing you. I mean, it's. Three lower-level non-conference games. Though these are games you schedule, you know, for the benefit of get, those teams. Yeah, basically, well, it's, it's for the benefit of those teams, and these are the games you get your bench. You know, your bench players a lot of key minutes to, you know, finally get some in-game action because you're not. You're, listen, you're not losing to Elon, Charleston Southern, or Gardner Webb. Like that's not going to happen, but. You know, you know, so I, I, it sucks for those teams to lose the exposure. Yeah. But I mean, it, I don't think this was some sort of oh my god, we're losing at home. Let's stop playing. I don't. I don't think it was that kind of a decision. Yeah, man. And if uh, if they really want to play, uh, we'll we'll send Virginia to go play against them. Virginia likes losing against those teams. <laughs> hey, man. Listen, I'm I'm not I'm not touching that at all, man. Look, Virginia. Yeah, it was the first one seed to lose in the tournament. And then the very next year, they won the tournament. So, I mean, they kind of redeemed themselves. But, yeah, if there's one team historically that falls to, like, bad college teams, it's Virginia. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, this was probably going to be the most difficult show that we had to get through because our uh, main subject this week is the top five worst of the year. Uh, so let's try our best to get through it. And again, we're going to end the year on a more positive note, but we got to get the negative out the way first. So we'll be right back with our top five list of the worst uh, things in sports in the year 2020. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, welcome back to the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, so before we get into this list, I do want to say uh, I finally picked my song of the year. I finally sat down, listened to as much music as I possibly could to determine what my favorite song for the year is. And uh, I think I, I, I'm comfortable and secure with the fact that my favorite song from the year is Wale Suit. Now, I don't know if you've heard it. I don't know if people listening have heard it, but there's, I don't know. I, I mean, the chorus has very little to do with his actual lyrics because his lyrics in both, all three verses touch on something completely different. But it's just one of those songs, man. You hear it and you got to, like, you play it over and over and over again. I've been playing it over and over and over again for like the last two months. So, uh, if you have Spotify, uh, you can look it up. I have my top 20 uh, songs of the year listed 
uh, all all set up. Starting at the top of the list is number 20. It goes all the way down to number one. So if you're interested, you could check that out. But Sue Me by Wale is my top song of the year. Uh, maybe next week I'll, I'll check you out. Maybe next week I'll give my favorite album of the year. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I feel next week. That might change too, but <laughs> we'll see. So uh, yeah. let's let's uh, let's try to get this bad taste out of our mouths and discuss the five worst things of 2020. And we all know, uh, pretty much from beginning to end, this has been a very, <laughs> very difficult year for uh, all of us. Just you know, from the pandemic to the craziness going on in politics to, you know, the racial tension. Yeah. The racial tension, the, the, the rioting and everything. So it's 2020 has been a very rough year. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to keep everything as streamlined to sports uh, as we possibly can. Uh, Of course, you know, of course, maybe a little bit of social commentary is going to come up in this, but uh, let's let's get this out of the way. Uh, number five on my list: uh, the Philadelphia Phillies' historically awful bullpen. Now, it's one thing when your bullpen is just bad. Like there are teams in baseball that have bad bullpens. It happens. Even the worst of teams have bad bullpens. Even good teams can have bad bullpens. But this Phillies team. Uh, finished uh, 28 and 32 in the condensed uh, season. And that was third in the National League East, right? And they also finished just out of playoff contention. They finished one game out of the playoffs in the expanded wild card field that the league had set up. So if the Phillies had finished. 30 and 30, they had just finished 500. That would have been enough for them to qualify for the playoffs. So why didn't they? Well, their bullpen was not only uh, bad, they were the worst bullpen in the modern era of baseball and just the second worst in baseball history, period. Their overall ERA was above seven. And the only team in baseball history whose bullpen ERA was higher was the 1930 Phillies, and their overall ERA was slightly above eight. Uh, The bullpen only managed to save 44% of the games they were brought into, and they blew more saves, 14, than, than games that they actually saved, 11. Listen, even a slight improvement would will be welcome come this next season. Like I, I listen, there were games where you got to about the uh, sixth inning, and the starter got pulled, and it's like, uh, here we go again, and <laughs> just that, like they they could be up by four runs, and before you know it, they're trailing by two, and you're wondering how how did that happen? How in the wow. world? Did that happen? I mean, listen, any any ERA period above the number five is bad. Seven, 
seven runs. Like your ER, your your bullpen ERA is above seven runs. That is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, listen, Joe Girardi. I don't know what he's gonna do next year. I don't know what ownership is gonna do as far as uh trying to bring in uh better players to the bullpen rotation. Uh. They're, the, the owner is talking about they've lost uh, millions of dollars. They won't be able to sign big-name free agents. Dave Dombrowski was brought in to be the uh, baseball operations guy because they fired uh, Matt Klintak over the offseason. Look, right now, the Phillies are an absolute mess. But with all that being said, if they can fix their bullpen issues, they should be able to be in that mix to make the playoffs next season. Uh, number four, the oh, absolute. Go bounce it back and forth. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, go ahead. What's your number five? All right. So my uh, number five is the uh, thing you touched on earlier. Like I said, the boxing match between uh, Deontay and uh, Tyson Fury. And okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like as you said before, it seemed like it happened in, back in February, and it seemed like. It happened last year sometimes mm-hmm. so long ago. Uh and with everything right. that's happened. And um it's uh it's one of the worst things for me because you know Deontay Wilder was supposed to kind of be that guy that put boxing, the heavyweight boxing division back on the map. He was this knockout right. artist right. and he's been all hyped up, uh, you know, to be this Tyson like figure in boxing and uh, him getting utterly demolished by Tyson Fury just pretty much stopped all of that. And um, I mean, it had gotten so bad that they they had the it was a rule like a TKO. His corner had to throw in the towel, and um, I don't even re- really see him uh, being a top contender no more. And it's it's now between uh, like you said, two foreign dudes. Uh, What's the uh what's the Anthony Joshua? Uh, Anthony Joshua, yeah. Yeah. And uh Tyson Fury and with with it with it being those two, I mean, they're both good fighters, great fighters, but uh it takes that oomph out of boxing again. as far as mm-hmm. that division goes. And now uh it's it's back down to where the you know the welterweights. I'm 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 more excited about Spence and, and Crawford and those guys. Right. That division. Yeah. So uh, that was my number five worst things because it just uh, filled off that heavyweight division of boxing for me. Yeah, well, I think I think you know as as we talked about in the opening segment, I think that uh, with there not being a legit American heavyweight, the heavyweight division is like a, it's an afterthought, especially when you have so many. American fighters in the lower division holding championships and putting on great fights. Now, here's my thing about Wilder. Uh, That's twice he got beat up by Tyson Fury. Like, I I know the first fight was kind of close, but Fury kind of beat him up in that first fight. He kind of beat him up in the and and he and he really beat him up in the second fight. And you know what? The lasting image of that fight for me is this just barbaric image of Tyson Fury flicking his tongue out in the direction of uh, Wilder's bleeding ear. Like, oh, 
Oh my God! What in the hell was that? That was disgusting. Oh, that was that was oh that was man. Oh, oh I can't. Eat. Oh man, I now I gotta get that image out of my head now, man. That was bad. All right, so uh, number four on my list, I have the uh, the, the atrocious NFC East. Now, I almost knocked it. Now, now, here's the thing. I almost knocked it back to number five, given what happened uh, this past week uh, with the Giants going to Seattle and knocking off the Seahawks and Washington going to Pittsburgh and uh, ending Pittsburgh's undefeated season. Now, you and I talked last week about when Pittsburgh's loss was going to come in, and I think we thought, that the 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 first real danger Pittsburgh was in of losing a game was going to come this week against Buffalo. Against Buffalo, yeah. And, and you know, it's crazy because soon I as I say that, then the Reds, the, the Redskins, the Washington Football Team come in <laughs> and burst that bubble for me. It just yeah, shows where my, but, uh, my football picks are looking like this year. Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> When we get into that, oh my, my, oh boy, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I really, I, I need to purify my picks in the waters of Lake Minnetonka after last week because I did not win a game last week. So I want to say a special thank you to the Seattle Seahawks for deciding to play like absolute bums one week after I picked against them because I thought the Eagles were going to be able to knock them off here, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Listen, there's there's no changing the fact that the NFC East is by far the worst division in the league. Okay? Yeah. And this is not what we're used to seeing from a division like the NFC East. I mean, we're talking about a division that is the only division in the NFL where all te- every team in the division has won a championship or has won a Super Bowl, I should say. Yeah. So, I mean, when you go from that to, you know, it's, it's still highly possible that whoever wins this division is going to finish below 500. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to say about the NFC East. I really don't. Other than any, like, other than what we've already said, which is pretty much stating the obvious, but the state of the NFC East right now is number four on my list. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is going to probably, like, Lakers fans is going to hate this because number four on my list is uh, the Lakers winning the finals in the bubble. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Why do you have this number four on your list? Well, one because I hate the Lakers, but uh, <laughs> nothing. Okay, nothing. Listen, nothing wrong with that. Two, uh, uh, we uh, touched on this earlier in this year when we was talking about the LeBron goat status, and right. this edges him. I mean, in a lot of people's eyes, closer to being the goat, and I know a mm-hmm. lot of LeBron fans, so I gotta hear that from them about him being the goat over MJ. And I got to hear it from Lakers fans that they won the chip again. And I think, do they have the most now, or are they still tied with Boston? No, they're, they're, they're right there with Boston. So they're tied with them. And it's just, mm-hmm. it puts two different disgusting tastes in my mouth. <laughs> and, and then they're, they're getting even better. So it's like, oh, man, 
I got to ratchet up the hate meter for them <laughs> so going into next season. And then, and I'll be talking about that next week, too. So it's just bad. Oh, man. I wish they had I wish they had took that L so I could talk trash. And, and they just took the wind out of my set. Well, we can, well, listen, we can be completely honest here. I think that once the Clippers lost to the Nuggets, Mm-hmm. I think it was a foregone conclusion that the Lakers were going to win it all. I mean, the, the and that's not just me saying that. The fans said that because the ratings for the NBA Finals were atrocious. Nobody wanted to see it. Like, nobody wanted to watch it. It was a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah. I mean, the Heat made it a little interesting, but come on now. there was We knew, we knew who was came. going to be the Finals champions. Yeah. So, all right. What's your number three, man? Well, my my number three is uh, the Astros and Red Sox sign-stealing scandal coming to light. Now, uh, the investigation into uh, the Astros and Red Sox actually began at the tail end of 2019. Uh, The results were announced by Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, on January the 13th of this year, and it was revealed that the Houston Astros had used multiple methods of stealing signs during both the 2017 and 2018 seasons, and that includes the 2017 postseason uh, in which the Astros won their first ever World Series, beating the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, the Astros had a camera set up Uh, to monitor the pitch calls from the opposing catcher. They would then relay the call to the batter by using a system of either whistles or the banging of trash cans. Now, in April, April, the investigation into the 2018 Boston Red Sox for possible sign-stealing revealed that they also had used video cameras to steal signs from their opponents, and the Red Sox were managed by Alex Cora, who had been a bench coach for the 2017 Astros. <laughs> All right, so that means in a span of just over three months, two of the previous three World Series winners had their championships tarnished. Yeah, I mean, there's there like you start to question the validity of it. Because it was clear that they cheated. It was it was obvious that they cheated. There's a guy uh, on YouTube named John Boy. Uh, he has a uh, he has a uh, YouTube page called John Boy Media, and he did a full breakdown of how elaborate the Astros' sign stealing was, and it wasn't even subtle. It wasn't <laughs> subtle. It was it was. I mean. It was loud and clear, the whistling, the trash can banging. Now, the biggest irony of all of this is the Astros went to the World Series again in 2019, right? Yeah. And in 2019, they lost all four of their home World Series games to the Nationals. The Nationals had devised sort of a little you know, counter counter espionage tactic yeah. <laughs> to keep them from stealing their signs. So they would still would have fake signs and the Astros didn't know like what was what. So it's kind of amazing that they lost the World Series uh, 
a year ago, right. and all four of their home games were lost. But uh, in the aftermath of the you know the revelation of the sign stealing, the Astros fired their manager AJ Hinch and general manager Jeff Luno. Uh, the New York Mets had hired Carlos Beltran, who played on that 2017 Astros team. Uh, he was hired on November the 1st of 2019. He was let go six weeks later due to the role that he played in the scandal. Uh, Alex Cora was suspended for the 2020 season, but he is expected to be back on the bench for the Red Sox in 2021. Uh, A.J. Hitch was also suspended, but he will return next season to manage the Detroit Tigers. But perhaps the most absurd aspect of all of this is, despite all of the revelations, despite all of the evidence, and despite everything that came out, not a single player who had a role in the sign-stealing and were active in the 2020 season, none of them were punished. Not a suspension, not a fine, nothing. So the managers, the general managers, bench coaches, they all paid the price. The players who were deeply involved in this got nothing. Now, I will say the one thing that the Astros were lucky about is that when the uh, pandemic hit, yeah. they were in spring training. Okay. And some some shit was about to start because pitchers were definitely throwing at those guys because it's it's disgusting. Now, I know people will say, well, stealing signs in baseball is a part of the game to a certain extent. I agree with that. Yeah. If you're out there on the field and you have a guy who, you know, can see that the pitcher is tipping his pitches or the catcher is, like, tipping off what he's calling, that's one thing. When you have a television monitor set up watching what these guys are doing and you're sending signals from the dugout by hitting trash cans or whistling or whatever the case may be, now you're entering a whole different level, a whole different territory. Like, that, that, that's beyond, you know, the norm of trying to pick up on signs that the other team is using. Me personally, I don't think that taking the championship away from them was the right move, but how no players, none, none, not a single player who was involved in this got anything. So, yeah, that's that, man. So what do you got for your number three? (laughs) Damn, I was just gonna say that's crazy. Not a single fine. It is not a single, not a, single, not, a, a not suspension. A, not any. Not anything. Not anything. Wow. Because, to my understanding, the players were granted immunity. I mean, if they, you know, if they came out and told the truth about what happened. Okay. Which, okay, I mean, you use that to find out what really went on, but nah, come on. Come on, just just the coaches and the general manager get punished for that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> right. Like that's some Belichick Patriot level cheating they was on. So Yep. <laughs> and and, and yeah. they got punished. Yep. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So number three for me, um it, it, it directly led into my number four. And uh it was the Clippers mm-hmm. meltdown in the playoff bubble. 
<laughs> and the, the crazy thing about yeah. this is uh, <laughs> it's kind of like you should have seen this train wreck coming when uh, the way that Montrez Harrell, he had he was dealing with personal issues before they even went into the, mm-hmm. the bubble seating part of the bubble where, you know, they had the last eight games to, to play up to the playoffs. Uh, you had Lou right. Williams going to Magic City after he was supposed to be going to uh, a funeral of a of uh, the family's death. He went to the guy on his right. way back. He wants to stop in Magic City for some lemon pepper wing. <laughs> and man, ain't nobody believing yeah, yeah, that. Nobody know. goes to strip clubs for wings, man. Like, come on, come, really? The, you went to a strip club for lemon listen, pepper wings? Listen, I hear those wings of man like <laughs> man listen listen man that's got to be cold word or euphemism for some type of sex act i'm it's sorry be. It's it is it's got to be it's got to be even though <laughs> listen, even though i hear in atlanta i hear in atlanta they have strip clubs tied into barbershops so you can go get your your lineup while while watching some strippers dance so i don't know Never, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You never that. know. You never know down there. That. I think strippers is part of every every venue. <laughs> but um, nah, man. Shape, shape, shape ups and strippers don't. That nah, man. That don't add up. Listen, man. listen. That's, that don't that's add up. That's too can, much. That's too much. I can only. I can only say what I hear. <laughs> not, not, I haven't confirmed it yet. I'm gonna nah. take. Maybe we should take that nah, road man, trip listen. down there. <laughs> Listen, man. I don't. I don't want to go to the. I don't want to go to the barbershop strip club, man. I don't want. I don't want booty shaking in my face with random hair particles getting in my eye, man. No, I'm good. But yeah. <laughs> so, so let me add this up, man. Then we got um, <laughs> and then we have the the bad karma of uh Patrick Beverly and Paul George. Remember how they taunted Dame, uh. When they was, yeah, you know, they taught it, Dame, and I'm like, you know, you know, you set yourself up when you when you do these things, and uh, yeah. for some karma to come your way, and right, it just kind of seemed like, and then they struggled in that first round against Dallas. So by the time they got mm-hmm. to um, the Nuggets, by the time they got to the Nuggets, it was like they their their organization of the whole thing was kind of just all in disarray. So they was due for this like epic meltdown, and it happened. It really happened. They, they, right. And the worst part of it was they were up three one, and in the last three games they led in the fourth quarter by double digits of each of those games, and could not close due to said uh, Paul George turning into as Skip Bayless calls him George Paul. <laughs> Playing horribly, <laughs> playing so horribly in those last three stretch of games that even Kawhi, even Kawhi couldn't mm-hmm. hold them up out of the, that funk and uh, lead them to to win. Yeah, I mean, it even rubbed off on him in that yeah, last well, game because in the, in the game seven, Kawhi just totally fell apart in the fourth quarter of that game. That's how bad it was. Well, playoff P, you know, playoff P didn't show up, man. And, and, you know, plain and, and simple. even worse, they just they extended him. Oh. Mm, oh, and that's the part I don't understand. They they just threw, a, you know what, and I, I kind of figured we were going to talk about that next week, but I'm surprised that the, the Clippers gave Paul George 
that much money yeah. on an extension. That's that man. That's just ridiculous. So they're locked in on that, which kind of means to me that uh, I don't know. They're going to be. I don't know how much more you can do with the rest of your roster when you commit that much to a choker. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, that's my number three. Well, and and it and it. And it directly led to Doc Rivers becoming the head coach of the 76ers. So I want to thank the Clippers for falling apart uh, in last year's playoffs because the Sixers now have a legit man on the bench as the head coach and not a dude who's a puppet there (laughs) to take the abuse for, uh, quote, unquote, the process. Right, right. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we had a few laughs here. Because, uh, you know, I knew all week doing this that this was inevitably going to have to come up. And I think in any other year, uh, this would have been number one. Yeah. But um, Sunday, January 26th was a typical regular Sunday morning. Uh, City of Philadelphia was still... Uh, in the aftermath of enjoying an absolute clinic of a game played by the Sixers uh, in their convincing 108-91 win over the Los Angeles Lakers in their primetime ABC matchup the night before. And then the internet exploded. Uh, It was rumored that Kobe Bryant had died in an accident. Uh, Nothing had been confirmed quite yet. And, you know, given the way that the Internet is and how there have been so many different celebrity death hoaxes to come out over the years. I mean, there have been reports that, you know, Eddie Murphy had died or The Rock had died or uh, Bill Cosby, who is still alive, had died. And, you know, it was it was a, it was met with a lot of skepticism. It was just one of those things like, you know, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. You're right. Like just 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 a few hours before he was tweeting at LeBron James for the game he played the night before. Uh, yeah. LeBron had just passed him on the all time scoring list that night before. Right. And, uh, you know, the the. The irony that it happened in Philadelphia, where uh, Kobe Bryant was right. born, uh, with LeBron being in a Lakers uniform as yes. well. Uh, but more reputable news agencies began to pick up the story, and uh, the reality began to set mm-hmm. in. Uh, a helicopter with eight passengers, along with the pilot on board, had crashed. Uh, killing everyone uh, on board. Uh, Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, were among the nine people lost. Uh, And it was, you know, a gut punch, man. It was a gut punch. Uh, Not only for me as a sports fan, uh, who, despite, you know, the fact that Kobe Bryant was a Laker, you know, he's one of a handful of players that, when he was on, you wanted to sit down and watch because you figured he would do something amazing. Exactly. And, uh, but not just as, not, not, you know, it didn't just affect the sports fan in me. It also affected the man in me because uh, 
Kobe's barely a year older than me. Uh, so in essence, you know, we grew up, you know, at the same time. And, you know, 41, that's that's far too young of an age for someone to go. And uh, also as a father, you know, our our job as parents, you know, number one is to protect our children. Yeah. And I can't I, I can't fathom what that moment would have been like to be powerless to protect your child. Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about this too much more, man. Um, that's, um, definitely, <sighs> that definitely had to be a sick feeling for him and his final. Uh, what do you got for your number two, buddy? Um, I'm actually right with you and you've, uh, you touched on all the points that, uh, I really wanted to cover on in that, um, that's just uh, this is a big time loss, man. Yeah, man. For the for the sports world, and uh, you know yeah. the crazy thing is his. Uh, I just want to also mention that I think his um, this would would have been his year of eligibility for the the Hall of Fame, man. Uh, yeah, being a guy that uh, you know he was such an excellent basketball player. You know, a lot of times. Um, players don't know how to transition into something else, you know, after basketball. And right. Kobe was uh, actually a very talented writer and uh, like a uh, narrator. And um, I was looking very forward to hearing his uh, Hall of Fame speech uh, mm-hmm. entailing, you know, the details of his career and Cause I know he was gonna really paint that picture, right? Yeah, uh, and it was, it was gonna be just like his basketball games were so epic. You know, like you said, you had to tune in to watch. That was something I was really looking forward to to hearing, right. seeing. You know, and uh, right. And, uh, it's it's ironic because I grew up. You know, <sighs> I, I grew up hating the guy on the court, but I appreciated him after his retirement, you know, as a man. Well, you got to say that again. You kind of kind of broke up again. Repeat that again. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I said uh, after growing up hating him, watching him on the court, because, you know, like I said, the Lakers is one of my most hated teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, them their success was predicated on him. Right. But I got a great appreciation for the man mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm after his retirement and looking back and just think about how much he meant to sports and then seeing him uh, progress into the next phase of his life as a father and into his new career as, you know, like a kind of screenwriter, narrator, storyteller. Right. And I just didn't even know until this incident how much the dude kind of meant as far as being just a, a fan of sports and basketball. Right. Well, one thing, uh, one one final thing I'll say is, uh, I know that uh, you know it kind of it kind of broke the heart of uh, Philadelphia fans uh, when Kobe in two thousand one said that his mission was to rip the hearts of Sixers fans in the two thousand one finals. But 
the one thing I will say is, is that his last game uh, in Philadelphia, the fans showed right. him uh, – uh, oh, so much love. So much love and respect. I mean, one thing, Philadelphia gets such a bad rep for the way that they treat players, but this is a city that appreciates greatness. And yeah. you, you, you will see that every time. So uh, before we get into uh, the number one thing on our list, uh, I do want to say uh, a special uh, rest in peace to the following sports figures that we lost this year. Uh, David Stern, Henry Richard, mm-hmm. Rocky Johnson, Roger Mayweather, Jerry Sloan, West Unseld, mm-hmm. Dale Howarchuk, Tom Seaver, Gail Sayers, Bob Gibson, Diego, Diego Maradona, Rayford Johnson, and uh, just this past week, Philadelphia uh, lost two uh, sports figures, uh, sports writer John Smallwood and former Philly Dick Allen, who uh, I want to say this uh, about Dick Allen. Uh, he was treated pretty poorly here in this city for an incident uh, in which he got in a fight with his teammate. Uh, his teammate White was the more popular player uh, and Dick Allen was seen as the catalyst for that player's release, despite the fact that the fight was really precipitated by the other player. And this is something that was held over his head for the entirety of his career and then even after his retirement, as far as whether or not he got the recognition that he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Dick Allen has Hall of Fame-worthy numbers. And he should be in. And it it took years for the Phillies to finally honor this man over the summer. And they retired his number 15. And I will tell you that it was an honor that, at the very least, it's great that he was able to be there and experience that. But the other aspect is there's no fans because – you know, there's no fans allowed. So he didn't even get an opportunity for the Philadelphia fans to, you know, give him an outpouring of love and respect. And here's what's going to happen. What's going to happen is the Veterans Committee is going to vote. And they're going to vote Dick Allen into the Hall of Fame. And I want each and every one of those voters who could not take the time to submit a vote for this man while he was alive, and I want you to be ashamed of yourself. I do, because Dick Allen deserved to be voted into the Hall of Fame while he was still alive and able to be present for his honor. Now, I don't usually get on my soapbox about much, but this is, this is an injustice that needed to be fixed years ago and it's sad that this man is finally going to be honored but you're going to honor him once he's gone it's and 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 you know what i, I promise on another day i'll i'll get into that I'll, I'll probably get into that once the actual uh hall of fame votes come in for the next class uh also want to uh send love out to uh some more people that we lost in 2020 uh, yeah. just this week. Uh, 
Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus or Debo, uh, depending on where you remember him from. Uh, Naya Rivera, Carl Reiner, Jerry Stiller, Brian Dennehy, Bill Withers, Little Richard, Kenny Rogers, Alex Trebek, Sean Connery, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, John Lewis, Eddie Van Halen, and probably the saddest one of all, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, yes. Chadwick Boseman played uh, Jackie Robinson in the movie 42, James Brown yeah. and Get On Up, but his most notable role will, for, will forever be uh, Black Panther. Uh, just, just, just a rough year, man. Just, just a rough year. And of course, that will take us right into number one. Yeah, same. Thing. I don't think there's same any one. doubt what number one is. It's it's the it's the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, not just you know, not just what it did to the sports world, but what it did to everyday life. Man, life is not the same right now, and we covered some of it full on in uh, an earlier episode. Uh, the baseball season was delayed. NHL and NBA seasons were paused and played in a bubble format. The NFL, uh, even as as late as last week, had games shifted around all over the schedule. College football has had dozens of games canceled and postponed. More this week. We talked about Ohio State and Michigan not being played. Uh, the NCAA shut down all other fall sports and any football played below the FBS level. The 2020 Olympics were moved to next year. Players and coaches all across sports have been uh, infected. Uh, we don't know if there's going to be an NHL season or not. Uh, there are some cities where fans aren't even allowed to go in and and be spectators at certain games. Uh, man, it's, it's, you know what, but no matter what we complain about as far as sports are concerned, and yes, it did suck over the summer to not have sports. It did. It did suck as a fan to not be able to go and sit and take in a game live. But more so than anything else, man, there are nearly 300,000 Americans who are no longer with us. And there are families right now who are going to go into this holiday season with empty seats at tables. I'm not going to be political here. I could. I'm not going to be political. But, I mean, the loss of life is more important than any loss of sport that we suffered. You know, those games are going to be back. Those games are going to be yeah. back. And they did come back. Yeah. They may not have come yeah. back in the format that we wanted them, but those games came back. You know, unfortunately, yeah. there are people who are gone forever thanks to this thing, man. And, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful that as we move forward that, uh, you know, we can start to, to heal from this pandemic, man, I'm, I'm quite certain that uh, that's your uh, number one as well. Yeah, that was uh, definitely my number one. And uh, you've, you've laid out everything so eloquently, man. I, I don't really have anything to uh, add to that. 
Man, you, you really yeah, uh, listen, man. I, 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 I wanted to get this one out the way, man, because I knew this episode was going to be a bit of a downer, man. But you know, yeah, we wouldn't was... be, you know, we wouldn't be respectful and responsible here at doing this show if we chose to try to ignore it. Like this isn't. It's you can't ignore it or pretend like it's not happening. You can't stick your head in the sand and just try to envision a world and society where this is not going on. It is going on and it continues yeah. to go on. And you know, lately it's gotten worse. It's gotten a lot worse. And you know what? There's a strong possibility that as we mix this pandemic and with flu season, it's going to get even worse as we try to get through this winter. So listen, I'm telling everybody out there right now, anybody right now listening to me, you know what? Hug your loved ones. You understand what I'm saying? Be responsible out here. All right. Be responsible. You know, just, just don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything yeah. crazy. That like yeah. follow. I know. I know. It's it's not the most ideal situation, but follow the guidelines being put forth. Because if you follow the guidelines, the closer we get to this thing being over, and then regardless of what political affiliation you have, or regardless of what color you are, or regardless of what religion you are, we're all sports fans. So the sooner we get this thing over with, the sooner we can all come back together and congregate at these stadiums and get together at these arenas and high-five each other and cheer for the teams we love and boo the teams that we hate all together. I don't think anything else can be said outside of that. Uh, That's it, bro. Listen, uh, we'll be back with our uh, NFL notes and our NFL picks for the week. Uh, You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast as we prepare to finish out uh, this week's show. Uh, listen, I offer no apologies for any of the emotion you heard in my voice in that last segment. You know, sometimes, sometimes sports take a backseat to real life. So, I mean, if yeah. you had an issue with that, you know, unfortunately, you're 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 gonna have to deal with that. I can't uh, tell you how to feel about that. So, let's uh, get into these NFL notes, and of course, the biggest story of the week is coming out of Philadelphia as Doug Peterson has benched Eagles starting quarterback Carson Wentz in favor of rookie Jalen Hurts for this week's matchup against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Look, I I gave the Eagles my undivided attention last week, and it was completely soul-draining. I lost my voice. I'm just going to leave this story right here. You can do whatever you want with it. Uh, we discussed midseason awards uh, a few weeks ago, and I said that Alex Smith was come back. <laughs> Listen, wait, 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 hold on. What? Nah, nah, nah. You about to go ahead? Go ahead, man. Yeah, go ahead. Just go ahead. Nah, nah, yeah, hey, man, you damn right. I'm pivoting from the Eagles as fast as I can. I don't want to talk about that this week. You heard me last not week. That, not that. Not that we are we, we already ain't even, we not even gonna mess with the Eagles. 
It well, unless oh, you what are we talking about? We talking about, <laughs> well, we talking about Alex we Smith about the comeback. Yeah, the comeback player of the year. I was gonna go ahead and concede that he he got it. It's it's over. <laughs> no, nah, but listen, but but that, and that's my thing. Like I think I thought the moment he took the field, it was his. I, I did. Just, yeah, I know. Just did. given everything that happened, like him being on the field was enough. Well, yeah, here's the thing. All right. If there was any doubt to it, listen. If there was any doubt, it's over. He got it now. It's over. It's he over. got it. Uh, he led Washington. Listen, because remember, they they remember knocked said, off. <laughs> remember, I said they knocked you know, off the Steelers. I had been, I had been due to his on the field, and mm-hmm. they met head to head, and Alex Smith came out on top. So I, you won't hear yeah, any and, more pushback from me. Is he got listen, it. <laughs> and and for the life of me, right? For the life of me, I I I sat here, you know, I sat here watching the games unfold over the week and okay so the eagles lose which was not you know unexpected but i'm sitting here and i'm like yo don't tell me the giants are gonna knock off the seahawks and then they did and then i I, I remark i listen i remark to you know my brother i said the only way this gets worse is if washington (laughs) beats pittsburgh tomorrow yeah. And they did, <laughs> and it's like, yo, you know what? Yeah, you know what? This is exactly the way that I, I, I like. This is exactly how the season should go down. It should, it should go this way. It absolutely yeah. should. Well, and then, and then, and then Dallas with that, that, oh man, that effort that they put forth against the Ravens, like, yeah. Listen, I was the say, Giants or Washington is going to win the division. Yeah, yeah, that would have, oh, man, I, I'd have had a coronary. That's what I'm saying right now. If the Cowboys had won Tuesday, I'd have been in the hospital, man. Uh, I'm sorry. I would have blew a gasket, man. <laughs> I would have blew a gasket. But listen, uh, the Washington's win uh, over Pittsburgh keeps them tied with the Giants atop uh, the NFC East. Uh, listen, um, I was five seconds away from having to come on the air and apologize to Jets fans for saying that their team stunk and that they were going 0-16. But then the Jets did New York Jets things as Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr threw a 46-yard touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs with five seconds remaining in the game, and the Jets fell 31-28. to uh, the stunning, the stunning loss. I don't know if I can call it a stunning loss when we're talking about a team that's zero and twelve, but it cost Jets defensive coordinator Greg Williams his job. Yep. Why this was the last straw is beyond me, but this was the last straw. But listen, listen, you, you now, I, I, go ahead. No, somebody no, got to be scapegoat. No, somebody got to be scapegoat. I was gonna say, you know, they're gonna be whittling, they're gonna be whittling down management one by one as the weeks go on. They just gonna have to, they're gonna blame everybody, but not all at the same time. They're gonna be like, all right, now listen, well. check it. A- Adam Gase is next. Adam Gase is next. He's ne- he's the next domino to fall. Like they're gonna need a new head coach when this season who's is their, over. But uh, who's their offensive coordinator? Do you even know? I have I have no idea who their offensive coordinator is. No, no, he's he's oh, well, this law. Well, this law saying on the offensive coordinator, they did oh, no, what no, they no, were no. supposed they, to do. 
No, no, no. Yeah, they offense put up points. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're going to get uh, – who they got in this next game? Uh, you, uh, Seattle. Seattle. Oh, you're going to get like yeah. – they're, they're going to find a way to not score points against Seattle, which Seattle mm-hmm. is easy to score on. So <laughs> this yep. is going to be the offensive coordinator's turn to, to catch his uh, – to get his head chopped off the block. When they only score like yep. ten points against uh, a Seattle defense that's given up what the most passing yards in the league, I think. Now, now here's the here's here's the thing, and I, I want to say this, and and you know, I don't typically you know like to use colorful language in our regular segments. I try to save mm-hmm. that for unfiltered, but there's mm-hmm. no way I can just like deny the, the the actual human emotion I felt Sunday. Now, I saw the score, right? And I'm like, yo. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my picks, mind you, right? right? But I saw the score, and I'm like, you know what? This is the cherry on top. I got to open next week's show apologizing <laughs> to Jets fans. And then I went on ESPN to, to check it because uh, they weren't really updating the scores as fast as I wanted them to on networks. Right. And, and then I saw it and I said, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Did they really just lose? How? How did they lose this game? There were five seconds left. You can't hold the lead with five seconds left. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I'm thinking like, all right, maybe it was a thing that uh, the Raiders went down, got close to the goal line. Scored on a like one yard touchdown, a forty six yard hail mary bomb beats you right now. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now, now I want you to say, I love statistics. I really do. I love pouring over stats just because. And I found a stat that that sounds ridiculous, but is one hundred percent true. Okay. And when <laughs> the Raiders lined up. For the game-winning touchdown pass, right? The Jets had a 96.8 probability of winning the game. Wow. <laughs> 90, damn near 97%. You're going to win this game. And one play swung it completely in the opposite direction. Listen, the Jets, man, just accept it. You listen, you don't have to accept it for what it is. They're going 0-16. Uh, and lastly, uh, <laughs> you know what? I feel kind of bad, man. I do. I feel kind of bad. It's like it's like picking on it's like picking on the bad kid, you know, on the playground, man. Like I, I don't like yeah. being the bully, man, but but the Jets, man, like. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, I never thought we'd see a team worse than that Lions team. Now I know people will say, well, the Browns were only 16 too, but the Browns were at the very well, no. The Browns weren't as bad as the Lions were. I don't know, man. This Jets team, listen, th- no, look it Browns, up. Look, I think the look Browns it up. is worse. They they remember look it they, up. they not only went 0 and 16, they went 1 and 15 too. No, no, listen, listen, listen. They they were bad a couple years in a row. I'll, I'll, I'll grant that. But if we're talking about just in that 0-16 season, the okay. Lions were worse. 
Okay. Right? Okay. So and yeah, just the scope but, of but I'm telling you right now. All right. Yeah. But, but, man, but I'm telling you right now, this Jets team got them beat. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. From both of them. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They haven't had. They haven't had. They haven't had their quarterback run out the back of the end zone for a safety. Nope. <laughs> not yet. Nope. Not yet. Not That's yet. all they're waiting for, man. That's all they need. That's all they need. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. They've blown two leads in the fourth quarter in games they should have won. Well, and they I, gave I, up a Hail Mary with five seconds left, man. In single – how do you have a man in single coverage? No safety help. You have one of the fastest receivers in the league lined up on your corner, and you give him no help. <laughs> man, all right, you know what? Let me move on because I could talk about the Jets all night, man. Yeah. Finally, uh, the Los Angeles Rams – uh, defeated the New England Patriots 24-3 to on Thursday night, getting a measure of revenge for Super Bowl 53, but I don't nothing is going to take the place of losing the championship. Uh, but the story here in this game is that the loss for the Patriots means that for the first time since 2002, they will not win at least 10 games. Oh, okay. uh, that ends an NFL record streak of 17 seasons of at least 10 games being won, which is, I mean, in this era of football with players that move so much and free agency, for a team to have that long of a, a, a track record of success is almost unheard of. Yeah, I mean, it's almost unheard it's almost of. Like, like, um, it's kind of like uh, for a basketball analogy, it's like what the Spurs had done for so long. Right. With, uh, with, you right. know, with Pop and when they had Tim, Manu, and, mm-hmm. and all those guys. Uh, right. It's, it's kind of that kind of equivalent. Yeah, and the Spurs run has started, like, uh, in the late in the late 90s. Yeah. And that run, like, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's an anomaly to team sports, given with all the player movement and everything. But here's, here's the thing. The Patriots are now six and seven. Uh, they are a game and a half back in the AFC standings for the last wild card spot. So they are still not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but it's it's going to be very difficult for them to get in given the teams that are in front of them right now. So we'll see how the rest of the season plays out for the Patriots. Uh, and there was some question as to whether or not Cam Newton would still be the starter uh, Bill Belichick came out and said that Cam Newton is still his starter despite being benched by Jared Stidham. Hey, Doug Peterson, do you see what happens here, buddy? Just because you benched your quarterback in one game doesn't mean he shouldn't start the next week. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. I, I'm, I, all right, let me let me let nope, not gonna well, well, do it. Not going the do it. They're still in the playoff. No, nah, listen, man. Listen, man. Uh, well, nah, listen, wait, man. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? No, no, I, I, no, I, I no. Don't you, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't you give any Eagles fans listening any false hope. Hey, guys, keep hope alive. <laughs> <laughs> Those last three games listen, with the way the Cardinals are playing, the Cardinals are going down, and then you still have uh, Dallas and Washington. Those last three games, you just got to get the six wins, fellas. Six wins. Listen, man. <laughs> you still listen, got hope. Man. Pack, pack it up, 
pack it in. Let's take your ass tomorrow. When they win tomorrow, <laughs> with 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 your up, that's gonna be your upset pick, man. Pick that as your upset pick. N- not at all. <laughs> 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 not at all. Okay. Listen, and 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 I'm glad. I'm glad we're. I'm glad you're segueing right into our pick segment. Uh, yeah. Listen, I had an absolute uh, disaster of a week. I did not win a game. I didn't open the door for Milton in the standings. I am now uh, 14 and 10. Oh, a uh, quick note: uh, we did not get Milton's picks in uh, in time. Uh, for the show, so uh, hopefully we'll have him, and then we'll just give you his picks that he made uh, next week when we go over the standings again and figure that out. And I do want to say, you know, yes, it's a running gag that we're sending Milton to different places, but right now Milton does have some family things that he's dealing with, so we're giving him the space to deal with that. And we're hoping that when we start our second season next year, that he'll be back with us. Uh, My lock pick for this week. Yep. I'm going back to it. I don't care. The Seahawks over the Jets. Yeah. I'm going back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, when you go 0 and 3, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel you on that. Let's go back and forth forth with this. Cause all right. Uh, Okay. Who you got for your lock this week? Now, remember, uh, I kind of mentioned this to you before that uh, off the air that uh, I think I found mm-hmm. that that second lock worthy uh, pick team. And I hope okay. they don't I hope they don't let me down. And I'm going to take the Titans over okay. the Jaguars. Oh, 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 you know what? <laughs> so you just going to pick on the Jaguars, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Now nah, listen, I get it. They what one in one in eleven? They, they trying to fight for the Jets uh, in losing less at the last second of games too. We forgot to mention how they lost. Uh, now nah, listen, they lost against uh, Minnesota last week. In fact, they ruined. Yup. <laughs> they they gave me my only Man. win from last week because they, <laughs> they they almost had Man, me for three. <clears throat> so I'm Man, like, oh, listen, okay. I'm tell you right now, I'm I'm. I'm really like seeing and see. This is the other aspect of it. The Jets have to lose out no, they gotta lose. because <laughs> if they <laughs> win a game, the Jaguars, the Jaguars jump them for the number one pick. Exactly. So, so the Jets ain't got no choice but to keep tanking, man. They tanking for Trevor, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. My fifty-fifty pick this week. Uh, listen, it's it's a lot of evenly record teams going up against each other this week, mm-hmm. but my uh, my 50-50 for this week, I'm taking football team, I can't <laughs> believe I'm picking them this week, to beat the 49ers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I think the, four, the 49ers right now, they're still kind of in the mix in the NFC West, still kind of in the mix for that last wild card spot. But I think this is the game where they get their lights turned out and they can just go ahead and uh, figure out what they're going to do next season. Oh, okay. So, oh, go ahead. What's your 50-50? My 50-50 pick is, I mean, I already had it lined up anyways, but I was going to pick the Bills over the Steelers. So, I'm I, okay. I'm going with that. 
sticking with it, the Bills over the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, now I will say this. Um, I am looking forward to this game. And I, I really can't put my finger on it. I can't put my finger on why I'm so looking forward to this game. It may be because it's a December primetime game in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, and 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 I will tell you, I, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Bills fan by any stretch of the imagination. But if there is one city that really deserves a a, a December cold weather knockdown drag out old school football primetime game, it's Buffalo. Yeah, for sure. You know, and 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 to be honest with you, listen, and to be honest with you. In 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 turn, I am also looking forward to the Browns Ravens game Monday night. Right. So this this is going to be some really interesting, you know, cold weather teams having some big time games, and I I really am looking forward to you know, this Sunday night matchup between the Bills and the Steelers. It gives you that uh that nineties feel <laughs> back when we was like young bucks. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and outside of that, man, like I will tell you, like getting into football. Uh-huh. Those NFL films videos, man, when you would see the breath oh, yeah, coming out the of the breath. players and oh, yeah. the slow motion. Oh man, and John Facendive narrating. Oh man, that is that's that's man. That's classic stuff. I, right I, I can't that's wait classic for this stuff, game. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, Finally, uh, my upset pick of the week. Now, again, because because we have so many teams that are evenly matched, and I told you there's no way in hell picking the Eagles this week. <laughs> uh, my up my upset pick is the Chicago Bears over the Houston Texans. What? Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, listen, man. Listen, that's not upset. That's a listen, man. Listen, that's that's more of a 50-50 game. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, like other than other than picking other than picking the Eagles, there were no upsets left. There were no upsets left. You know I'm not picking the Jets. <laughs> I mean, I don't see the Dolphins <clears throat> maybe the Dolphins beating the Chiefs would be an upset, but I don't see that happening neither. Right. I mean, there there there's really nothing left on the board. I mean, until I hear what George is. Uh Mine's is the Vikings over the Bucks. Ooh. All right, I, I need, I need now, I need a little bit of explanation for this. All right, so just a little bit. <laughs> so I mean, part of it is you know my hatred of Tom Brady. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what now now hold on now we're gonna have to figure out what the the biggest on-air feud is right now is it you versus tom brady or is it me versus duke <laughs> i have a feeling i have a feeling it's gonna shake out to be you versus the lakers though oh no it's gonna be it's gonna be me versus the Carolina Tar Heels. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> oh <laughs> my, man, my Tar Heel hatred runs runs deeper than any other team in sports. <laughs> that, oh, that it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna. Huh? 
It's going to be an interesting college basketball season. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Bucks, just to uh, recap. The Bucks, uh, the Bucks took uh, – What didn't they take that L last week? Who did they play? I yeah. Who they even played. Uh, they played. Didn't they lose to the Falcons? No. No, no, no. They didn't know. That's right. The Saints beat the Falcons. Uh, I, I don't I don't, I don't forgot. Dang. Either way, I, I, I'm, I'm certain they lost. Right. You know what? We should have we should have put it in our notes, man. I, I, yeah, I don't have it. Right, but you know, usually now, after an L, <clears throat> my thing is usually after an L, Tom Brady usually bounces back with an epic performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I see him, I see him putting up some numbers this week, but uh, I, I'd be happy to see him take two L's in a row. And uh, yeah, and, and a, what could happen? In a sadistic kind of way, I want to see the Patriots win more games than than the Bucks. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if I, that's gonna happen. I I know, but I attribute a lot of Tom Brady's success over the years due to Bill Belichick, man. And a lot mm-hmm. of people named Skip Bayless think that it's all Tom Brady, where I think it's more right. so that Belichick put him in a position to succeed, and Brady's his his innate greatness. Uh, I also just allowed that to happen, but Belichick put him in those positions. Cause, all right, now you know what, you know what, just just hold tight, cause I I, I definitely now, now I want to have that deeper conversation. Okay, I definitely want that deeper conversation. So we'll 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 definitely get into that in a minute. Um, just to recap, uh, Milton did not get his picks in in time last week. He went. Two and one. He's now twelve and twelve. So though you went one and two last week. You're now nine and fifteen. I went zero and three last week. I'm fourteen and ten. However, the one thing I did want to say about Milton's picks last week, he finally got it. Like he had been picking oh, yeah, against, been the picking against the Steelers for like for like four weeks in a row, and he finally hit on that uh, Steelers getting beat. So I don't know if this time around he's going to do the same thing. Yeah. But we'll we'll see we'll see once we get his picks in. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes Buffalo though. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes Buffalo again this week. I think Milton has some sort of Pittsburgh bias going on right now. <laughs> I, I'm I'm certain. Listen, I'm almost certain that the Saints is going to be his lock pick for the week. I'm almost certain of that. Like I'm 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 leaning towards the Saints are going to end up being his lock pick and. Uh, oh yeah, because we've been the, talking uh, trash. The Bills are going to be one of his pick. We've been talking trash about uh, <laughs> about the the Eagles all week, man. Well, he has. He oh has, no, man! Listen, say. well, he has, he has, and then he got. Listen, I trolled him the other day, man. I trolled him. I was trolling about that Devonte Adams thing, man. Yeah, you know, because I wanted. Listen, I wanted to get even him robbed. That up. Is, even, <laughs> right. I wanted to get him robbed though. because he. He's not the best. Listen, he does it, man. Listen, listen, he does it though. And I, I oh, went yeah. as far as saying he Milton, wasn't even top five. No, it takes you there, yeah. man. No, it takes you there. Listen, but, sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes you had to give it back to him. Yeah, that's why I can't That's wait why for this we, guy. We I can't wait guy. for him like, to get back on the air, man. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, listen, that's that's pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much the end of this episode. Uh, 
listen, I'm glad. I'm glad we started on a good note. I'm glad we finished on a good note. The middle Got was rough really middle. rough to get through. Got rough in the middle. But uh, listen, man, <clears throat> I, I'm going to say it again. I said it earlier. I'll say it again as we close out this show. I cannot wait until next week for the NBA preview. I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this basketball season, not just as a Sixers fan, but as a fan of basketball in general. Uh, I can't wait to see how these moving parts are going to work together. Uh, There's still some question on whether or not James Harden is going to be gone from Houston. They're saying the Sixers are the number one landing spot for him. And I will tell you this, if 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 he comes here, but it doesn't result in the Sixers giving up either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, I'm all on board for it. If one of those two have to go, no, no, we're not doing that. Like I, I think Harden is a dynamic player, but I'm not willing to see the Sixers give up on one of these young guys right now. Man, they could give up. Not on, for Harden. They could give up on Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, see you, 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 you say that, and then I promise. Like, listen, I promise next week, like I'll, I'll get more into my reasoning for why the Sixers should not give up Ben, give up on Ben Simmons just yet. Uh, so I hope they get uh, this thing resolved. Man. Once again, before you, before we sign off, I hope they get this thing resolved uh-huh. with, with Harden, like, and whatever other moves the NBA. Put, teams want to make i hope they get it done like soon <laughs> because every day yeah, it's gonna happen every day I'm changing my notes i'm like god damn it. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. something to add on and mm-hmm. i want to be able to try to convince this you know and not just ramble on but man listen man i know how it feels man because like you you want to start writing your notes and then something happens and then you got to go back and fix it and then yeah. something else happens and now you got to add on to that man yeah it's 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 a bitch man so many but you can the like day. there's there's probably going to be another move yeah you can expect there's going to be at least one or two more moves before uh we get to this NBA preview next week and I'm I don't know if Harden's going to be the domino that falls this coming week right. but you know we'll see all right man. All right, bro. This was listen, man. This was another great one. And uh Milton, uh wish you'd have got your picks in, in time. Uh, but we'll deal with that uh as we get into next week. Uh thank you everybody again for listening. You know, we totally appreciate you taking the time out of your day, your evening, or whatever it is you put us on. Much appreciated and uh giving us the support. Much appreciated. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Again, the much-anticipated NBA preview coming up. Um, I think I'll hold off on the best of as we get into our last full show of the year uh, the following week. So you guys enjoy yourselves, uh, and thank you again for the support. Uh, much love to everybody out there. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.